speaking of speaking of love, um, guess who had a really big sale and took all of my money? <laughs> Accents legend. Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah. So let's just say I got some Flavortown merch on the way. Damn. Okay. Sick. Bro, you should do your hair like him. Dude, I've thought about it. You should do it. I've thought about it. Should do it. I've thought about do it. it. I've thought about it. Do it. I've thought about it. Do it. I've thought about it. I say do it. I've thought about it. All right, you know what? I'll do it. Yeah. Let's do this. There you go. Cut my hair. <laughs> So, Sean Z, Sunday, it's a good morning, day's pretty. What are we doing here today? Uh, we're doing the Lord's work. We're talking about depression. Why are we talking about depression? Well, um, it seems to be a big thing right now. It is. The past couple years have been very depressing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got like a really high suicide rate, a really high overdose rate. We're just getting killed off like crazy. So now that you said that, and that's cool that you said that, do you think that we are just like trying to mask the problem or are we trying to solve the problem or what are we trying to do with all the things going around? I think we're just trying to get through the problem. Through the problem? But in a healthy way, or no? Okay. Just get through the day. Right. Just go through emotions. Yeah. Why do you think that's what we deal with? This. I think the problems are so big right now. It feels like you can't do anything about it. So you just got to sit by. Okay. Because you know? I, I think like everybody has a different point of view when it comes to depression because everybody experiences experiences yeah. it in a different way. Uh, some more chronic than others mm-hmm. and it all depends on the root of your depression because right and i'll I mean, be honest i'm not the most depressed person i've had some episodes but i've never been you know suicidal i've never had like really bad depression you know it's all been seasonal not based on the seasons but in short spurts right um the reason why I just, I don't know. That's how it's always been. There you go. Well, me, myself, I'm actually a depressed person. Like I do. I went through a really big time when I was like super depressed. It took me like, well, actually, like since I was like 20 till like 30 years old, I've been mostly depressed. Never took any medicine or anything. I was just going through the motions, trying to mask everything. And then I have episodes where I was like suicidal. Never had the balls to do it because, well, I planned it and I thought about how I was going to do it and stuff. But never did it because, well, we didn't have the balls. Well, actually two times that I tried, it just didn't happen. And it was driving my Corvette like super fast and just hoping there was a pothole that would take me out. It didn't happen. Fuck. 
now. I'm glad I'm here. But uh, so yeah, choose the topic of depression because nowadays we have this big thing when it comes to like depressed people and uh, we don't know how to fight it. We don't know how to deal with it. We don't know really how to uh, yeah deal with it. You know, and then we the only things that we do, and this is something that we talked about last time with social media and all the stuff helping yourself getting more and more depressed because you don't have the cars, you don't have the good life, you don't have the trips, you don't have the money, you don't have the brand names, you don't have all those things. So if you don't have it, then you're not good enough, right? Right. So with all that being said, uh, what is oppression? Man, I didn't write down the... um like certified definition of it. So if you want to do that, okay. I've got a different definition. So I got clinical depression. So that's when you basically are um, diagnosed with depression from a professional. Right. So a mental health disorder characterized by present persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities, causing significant impairment in daily life. Possible causes include a combination of biological psychological, and social sources of distress. Increasingly, research suggests these factors may cause change in brain function, including alter activity and certain neural circuits in the brain. So that would be like the clinical definition. Right. So what's your definition, Sean? Man, my definition is short and sweet. Nice. Okay. And it's not a definition per se, but it It's more of like a feeling. Mm -hmm. So the one that I got down, a kind of tired that sleep doesn't fix. Yeah. Because that's how I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Like you just run down and like you could sleep 20 hours and you're still going to wake up and just want to go back to bed. So with that being said, which that's like a type of depression, not, general depression but i feel like a lot of people can relate to that yeah yeah that's uh that's how mine was so i would wake up and i would be like i don't want to like i don't want to do shit i just want to go back to sleep and i don't want to think about anything i just don't so i guess we'd rather be in the dream state than actually reality because reality is so fucked up that we don't want to be here yeah um in another way, I feel like there's a lot of people that try to get busy with life. So there's different ways. I think, like, is the way you try to, like, get rid of it or try to, like, mm-hmm. distract yourself. So for some people, sleeping and don't, not doing shit. For other people, would be, like, stay active, go yeah. to the gym or do activities or... I think, that's, just I think that's more proactive about it, though. You know? It is. But it doesn't really solve the, the root cause. Of the issue. No, but, you know, being productive generally helps, like, release more hormones. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's just like what I said in the first place. Like, I know celebrities. I know people that are successful, entrepreneurs, and a lot of people that seem to be super proactive and active. And Yeah. 
they manage their time and they seem to be like super happy and all of a sudden they're like, oh, they kill themselves. Why? Well, they were depressed. Yeah. Which I mean, like, it's not to say that those people weren't momentarily happy. You know, if they were hanging out with their family, I'm sure they were happy at that time. But when they, let's just say, got back to their hotel room and they were by themselves, you know, then it was like, oh, now I'm alone. But sometimes it's yeah. like, and I guess because I got, I got more. So when you experience your depression, because there's a difference, and that's what I want to make clear that how different goes from people to people, because you said right. they were happy. And me being a really depressed person, I can say that, yeah, I was experiencing happiness, but I was just numb to happiness. So I wasn't really experiencing happiness, because I was, if I was really experiencing happiness then I wouldn't be depressed. But I was numb to those feelings. I was mm. just going through the emotions. Right. And even when I was with my family, all I was thinking about is like how much of a burden I am to my family. But I had a big smile. Right. And I was laughing and I was making jokes and I was doing all these things. And But I, inside, in my brain, I was just like, they will be better without me. So... That's how I experience my depression. Right. So how do you... Mine is usually situational. Like, I can definitely say that I don't necessarily understand people with clinical depression. Like, where they actually have, like, a, like a chemistry imbalance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a, in, like an actual chemical imbalance in their brain or mm-hmm. something, you know, that makes them depressed in that manner but I guess mine would be more of like a um, like a mind state like a temporary like bad mind state of like being negative in a situation where I'm overwhelmed by something Mm -hmm. and then I just kind of let it crash over me and just go down for a little bit you know but other than that, it would probably be, like, self-esteem issues. Self-esteem? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's always just situational for me. So, it's hard It's hard to understand things like that, like, if you've never been through it or if you don't understand how. Like, because, I mean, you could sit here and explain it to me a thousand times, but I'll never understand you know well, I mean? yeah, because I because I've never been through it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I'll never go through it, but you know, at this point, I've never gone through it. And that I think that's because like, the root cause of the causes of depression is right. it depends on the, what happened because it can be yeah. the loss of a loved one. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, let's say I mean, let's say you lose your kid. I'm pretty sure that's gonna fucking yeah. You know, get you to a point that is like super low. Yeah, but that's still like that's not like a chemical imbalance. Like that's something like I can But that's I can so, be proactive yeah. and fix that but at the same depression time, like, and live with that. Because some situations yeah. are what cause the chemical imbalance. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So it has to be a, it has to be a situation where because like me and, and how I grew up with the codependency, it got me in survival mode. So I have to survive. Right. Like my brain was just like trying to survive each and every fucking day. 
I didn't really experience things in the fullness of experiencing things. It's just like the quote that they say, like, it's like being colorblind and you're telling me that the world is really colorful. Right. So I can. It's just something that doesn't, just like I'm trying to explain to you and you say that you can't. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. So it just depends on the root cause and what caused those things to get you to the depression state. Me with my codependency and everything that I went up growing up, especially with my dad, it caused like that depression. Because the biggest issue for me is like the feeling of not feeling good enough. And when that happens, it gets me pretty quick. Right. And just like this week, you know, I was fine last week and the week before. Like I was doing my things, I was yeah. working on the podcast, doing whatever, you know, we were. We're talking about everything that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then Monday morning hits, and I'm just feeling sad. And I'm like, why am I feeling sad? Well, I don't know. I'm just feeling down. I don't feel like I have energy. Right. I want to sleep. I don't want to do things. I just don't want to think about things. Tuesday Tuesday hits, and I'm more more sad. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, Why am I feeling like this? The Wednesday hits, and then you start texting me. And tell me like how good I am as a person, and even reading those things, it like caused me to like really wanted to cry because I'm like, it doesn't make any in my brain. It doesn't make sense for you to tell me that I'm a good person when in my brain is so uh, uh, ingrained that I'm not. So trying to work on those two ideas is like a battle in my brain that I'm just like trying to fight so much that caused me to feel depressed. Right. So when you were texting me and we were texting back and forth and back and forth, I'm just like trying, I'm at work, so I'm trying not to cry, but I feel like crying mm-hmm. and I'm just holding my tears and everything and it's just like, what the fuck am I feeling like this? Right. So I stopped for a minute and then I listened to music. So I was, while I was listening to music, I started to realize that it was just a seasonal depression. It was just one of my cycles. Right. Where I get depressed. So when I found out it was just one of my cycles and combined with my codependency traits, then I started uh, being more proactive about it. I was okay, this is seasonal. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna everything is gonna get better. I just need to work on my steps. I need to keep working on the things that I'm supposed to do. Which is like going to the gym, eat right. I mean just the things that I'm supposed to do to take care of myself. Right. Right. So after doing those things, working on my steps and being conscious, because that's the first thing, being aware of what's going on, is what really helped me to try to get out of that state. Because if you're not aware of the situation or what's going on, then you can deeply fall again into depression. Right. And give it, give in into the victim, uh, the victim part of depression. Because I think that's what depression is. You know, we victimize ourselves so much and we don't know how to stop the victimization because we're just like, you know what, if this didn't happen to me, if life was different, if I could be different, if I was better, if I, if I, if, 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 if. But if you start to realize that whatever happened to you was supposed to happen for a reason and then you become more aware of those things and where you, where the triggers are, that causes that depression, then you can be more aware of how to 
get yourself out of that depression. Right. But of course, that takes work because it's easy to be sad. And right now, I can say it and it makes sense in my brain. But when I was deeply depressed, it didn't. All I wanted to do was go to sleep or fucking die. That was my two options. That was the two things that I wanted to do. I don't want to do shit. I don't want to do nothing. And I was going through the motions. And actually, that's what I told my boss. Uh, one time we were talking and he was like, man, how are you doing with the podcast? And this and that. I was like, great. He's like, what make you decide to do the podcast? And then I told him, he was like, well, uh, when I started working here, which was like two years ago, and it's like, you guys saw me smiling. You guys saw me just being bubbly and uh, happy and all those things. But deep down, I was like, I wanted to kill myself. I was like, really? I was like, yep. He was like, damn. So that's another thing that we try to put a face or a mask where we try to pretend that we're okay, that we're fine. And that's what actually I will tell people, like check on your happiest friends or check on the people that look the most happy because they can be the most depressed. Mm -hmm. So always, 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 and I'm gonna be, I'm grateful for you, I'm grateful for Jose. I know my friends are always checking on me because you guys are the ones that keep me in check when I can't keep myself in check. Right. Because there are sometimes I use my depression like spirals and I'm just like, fuck this shit. Now I'm gonna say this, I will never um, I will never kill myself because I realize that that will be just passing my pain to my loved ones, to my friends, my family, and just people that don't deserve to have that that pain. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that is stopping me from like uh, really, really committing suicide. And I'm grateful for that because otherwise I guess <laughs> I will be already gone. Right. But uh, the other thing that stops me is just like helping other people. And of course helping myself because I got to help myself. But within helping other people, I kind of found my purpose in life. So, and I think I just went on a really big tension. <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of, like, different... I mean, everybody experiences depression in a different way, in a different length. Right. So, I guess a lot of people are going to identify with me. A lot of people are going to identify with you. It doesn't mean that mine is better than you or yours is better than mine or we, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, as long as you're experiencing depression, you have to learn steps. And I guess the biggest thing is being aware of what's going on. Because if you're aware, then you're present. And if you're present, then you can actually work on on the steps or things that you're supposed to do so you can get out of that, that time. So, anything you want to add, Sean? Yeah. I don't know, like my my dealing with depression is is like very shallow. You know, like it's just it's not very deep for me. I I don't know why. It's just how it's always been. It'll it'll last for like a week, you know. And it's not super often. Hell, sometimes it'll just last for a day, you know. And um I'm definitely thankful for that. That that I don't have to I don't have to deal with that, but it is hard to relate to people like my sister who have to go to like therapy all the time and be on medications and stuff like that because I'm just like, well, like go out and do something, 
you know, because like I'm just that's what always helps me. But I don't deal with it that deeply that that I have those problems. You know what I mean? Like I see things very black and white in my life where if I feel down about something, it's because I'm not doing something in a different area. You know what I mean? Like if I feel down that I'm not doing enough here, then I know that I need to like fix that, you know? So for me, it's, it's situational in terms of things that I can fix, you know? So my depression looks very different from most people. You know, mine is just like a temporary, um, like, let me think about it and give me a day and I'll be good tomorrow and I'll know exactly what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I just get overwhelmed by things and then I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to, I just need to sit and marinate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I guess like my longest stint was definitely like, um, um, like at the beginning of the pandemic, but it had nothing to do with the pandemic. Like people were getting depressed and stuff because they were being isolated, but like I wasn't isolating or anything, you know, like we were still lifting in James's garage and stuff like that. And like, um, I was just like, for me, it was because I was so injured and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And what I love to do. And I was like so injured that like I couldn't I couldn't fucking get off the floor. Like I couldn't I couldn't hardly do anything. You know what I mean? And that put me in a longer depression than anything else. You know, like I was more depressed from being injured than whenever I was after my divorce. Right. You know what I mean? And so I took like nine months and just like stopped eating right, stopped doing anything. Cause I was like, well, I can't do anything. So fuck this, you know, I'll just do whatever. And obviously that didn't help anything. And then, and then we had the baby and then I was like, all right, time to get back to it. You know? So it was like, well, now I've got like, you know, a year, two years. And then, like, I'm going to start leaving an impression. So I need to get back to it now. And that's what, that's what kicked me back in gear. But it wasn't, it wasn't something that was just like, I'm never going to recover from this. I'm never going to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's not in my mind state to stay that way. It's always like something that I can do. And I always know that there's something to fix. And I already know that if you give me a week, I'll be good. I think... You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. And I think, like, the one thing that I would create conscious about when it comes to, like, depression, it's knowing your cycles. And yeah. knowing your times when depression is going to hit. Because, like, I myself, I consider myself a depressed person. Now, right. by me considering myself a depressed person, that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy life, that, I don't, yeah. that I'm not happy. I just know who I am, my personality, and what it is mm-hmm. about me. Yeah. So I can be honest to myself and honest to people to be like, listen, if I'm in this mood, it's because it's just my depression. Yeah. Okay? 
And that's something that Pete Davidson said, you know, the comedian. Mm-hmm. He was like, he got asked, he's like, how do you deal with your depression? Because like, man, I'm depressed. Like every every day that I wake up, every like I'm I'm just depressed. I'm a depressed person. But the difference is the different the difference is that he knows how to work on his steps, that he knows what to do right. to get out of that depression. So depending on how chronic your depression is, uh, because you even go to cycles. But you can get yourself out of those cycles. Yeah. Whether it's like working on yourself or working on the things that you're supposed to do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like we need to really realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like the deep root factors that are yeah. causing those depressions. Because you can work as much as you want. You can make as much money as you want. You can fuck, you can be as successful as you want to be. But if you didn't work on those uh, uh, on those uh, mental health issues, money don't matter. Yeah. Of course, I'd rather cry in a fucking mansion in a Ferrari than in a bit of car. Yes, sounds better. But it's not it's not uh, a different type of depression. I mean, you're, you're dealing with the same depression as a poor people is dealing with depression. Yeah. So, thing is, like, you have to understand that if you have been diagnosed with clinical depression or any type of depression, that you just know that you're a depressed person. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're less than anybody else. Because that's the thing. Everybody's fucking depressed nowadays. Yeah. Everybody's suffering from this shit. Okay. In different ways, in different amounts. But everybody's fucking depressed. Like we said yesterday, the grass is greener in the other areas. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't have a girl. Of course, when I see people that have girls, like girlfriends or wives, I'm like, oh shit. Like, and they can tell me, like, no, you don't care, girl. Yeah. Like, you're good being single. And I'm like, no. Like, you know, I want to have a girl. It's just we just want the things that we don't have at the moment right and if we have those we wouldn't be happy either because it is a deep issue that needs to be worked on yeah so money relationships cars materialistic shit ain't gonna fix yeah any of your depression so what I'm trying to say with this is like it doesn't matter how hard you work on your life when it comes to being successful if you don't work on your mental health yeah that shit don't matter. You can have the house, you can have the cars, you can have everything. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. For me, that's generally what drives me. It's a good drive. Because I don't, I, I don't know, dude. Like, it's not the same that way for me. Like, no, and I'm, what I'm saying. Like, if I'm, like, I had, like, a weird time where I was, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, you know, like most people go through. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I have, like, all these opportunities and I'm not actually doing anything with them. And, like, that was, a qu- that was like, the fix for me. I was like, oh, I'm not actually working hard at the things that I have. But see, and that's where the, and confu- then I, and that's where the confusing part is because that was one of the parts that was making my depression so big this week. Yeah. Because I was getting, so I deal with codependency too. Yeah. So with my codependency, I have to be really careful with the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was listening to some videos because I wanted to learn more because I was feeling, I was in a, like a weird state where I'm like uh, constantly like questioning myself what's going on and things. Right. And I was listening to this video and the guy explains it so, he explains it like so easy, but it got me super confused because it's like, okay, like codependency, you're supposed to do things for yourself and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And things that make that even if they got taken away, you're still happy. That you can still function 
in a, not happy because happy is just in a big, really big way. But you still can function. It doesn't matter whatever got taken away from you. You still can function and, and go through life again. And then it made me realize about like working out, working on this, on the podcast and the business and everything. And I felt like I'm I'm doing, it made me feel like I'm doing these things just to like mask the bigger issue. So that's where it got, I got really confused and it got me more depressed because I was like, well, then what is the fucking solution? Because if I'm working on these things and I'm putting so much effort on these things and I'm putting all everything that I have in these things, but it's just a fucking band-aid to my issue, then how the fuck do I resolve my issue? Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's what that's what I'm saying, that it doesn't matter how hard you work or if the house, the cars, that is driving you. It's a good drive. I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. It's good to have goals. It's good to have... a materialistic goals. It's good to have those things, wanting to have those things. But at the end of the day, yeah. is that really going to make you happy? Yeah. I think it depends on the type of person you are. Well, that's true. That's Cause, true. Because, like, like I said, like you're more in your head, sentimental. You're, you're the magician. Well, I guess that makes sense. I'm the worker bee. I guess that makes sense. I like... I like the satisfaction of having a reward for working some working for something. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that's what gives my brain the reward. Like if I build a fence, okay, I'm happy. I'm, I'm so happy that you brought does, that. Does point that does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, like, it and it, it's not it's not me being like superficial. I think it comes with the person at the time. It's of like that you are. it's what releases my endorphins. Right. Like I get done with an awesome workout. I'm like fuck yeah! I just worked really hard, and I and it's gonna pay off. You know what I mean? Like we went to couples counseling and we just fought through a big fight like that paid off. You know, like we just, you know, put four thousand dollars down on the car. You know, like that's badass. That fucking like just stuff like that is just like it gives it gives my brain the reward factor. You know what I mean? And I think that's why depression is different for me is because. I have like a different reward system because mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately that's what it is, right? Yeah. A reward system, mm-hmm. at least for me. And so like different things make my brain light up and just actually the, the dude, work, like the working that, factor mm-hmm. is different for me. And then that, now that you mentioned that it, it really, com- it makes complete, complete sense because as a thing that goes through my mind, it's not that I'm not happy working. It's not that yeah. I'm not happy in getting the achievements and all right. those things. It's not that I'm not happy. Right. But I'm more, I guess, because of my personality, just who I am. And you know who's the same way? Bobby. Hmm. Bobby talks being the same way. He like, cause, but he doesn't like, he doesn't like show all of his like cars and stuff like that, dude. He's kind of like fucking super cars. Yeah. And, um, he's like, you know, having having really nice stuff like is my reward. Like, because I've worked so fucking hard over the years, like, I get to collect all my favorite cars. I get to buy my wife whatever she wants. We don't have any fucking problems. And, like, we literally just put the work in together and everything is great. Like, some people are just fucking wired that way. You know what I mean? And 
I definitely feel fortunate for it. But it also makes understanding a lot harder. You know what I mean? Because to other people, you just seem like superficial. But I'm like, no, I want to work my ass off and buy that fucking house. Like, I want to buy my car. I want to buy, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not just about buying stuff. You know, it's basically just working. Like, I I'm a worker I, bee. Like, I, I just, did, I just want to work for it. You I know think like mean? the biggest thing on this thing is just like someone saying that buying the stuff or getting the stuff is bad. Not at for all. For some people, it is. But what I'm saying yeah. is like, and it depends on how you're experiencing your depression. Yeah. If you have clinical depression like me, that is yeah. more emotional, that is more exactly more uh, really with a mental health issue. Yeah. Then that's completely different. That's right. Like like my coworker John, um, he's got clinical depression. Like he's on medication, all that shit. Right. And whenever he has his weird little episode, his weird little episodes, he buys shit, and then he'll get it a couple of days later, and then he'll play with it, and then he'll give it away. Because he was like, not what I wanted. Like, no. like he bought a PlayStation one time. Dude's like fucking 50 years old. Okay. He bought a PlayStation 4 a couple years ago. He tried to play one game, got super pissed off, broke the controller, and gave his PlayStation away. <laughs> See, he, bought, he bought a drone the next week. Literally the next week, he bought a drone, like a $400 drone, brought it to work. Who wants it? He's like, this thing is fucking stupid. He crashed it like three times and gave it away. You know what I mean? Like, I I understand that. Tell him to buy a nice camera, dude. I understand <laughs> that, right? Give it away. I understand that things like that are not good for certain people because they're just trying to mask it by doing something, you know? But Yeah. And that's a, I think that's another thing that Seth Rossi said, too, that he's just like, okay, like, everybody's going through mental health issues. Yeah. But you have work. Like, as long... Because, like, real problems, there's a difference between real problems and the problems that are caused by you, your imagination right. and your depression and shit. So, the real problems are going to hit. And if you're not ready, they're going to fuck with you a lot. Yeah. So, you got to be ready for those things. And that's something that keeps me uh, from victimizing myself. Mm-hmm. Because that's the biggest thing. And that's, I guess that's the that's part that I really want to hit with this, too. Is like, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with clinical depression... You need to understand that at some point there is your feelings that are valid, but there is a victimization too. Yeah. The victim part. And you're also in like a mental state of irrationality. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know. Like and those you, things you have to understand. Like if, really understand if you're so depressed, you your depressed. hormones are probably off a little bit mm-hmm. at the moment. And that usually leads to a little irrationality. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time you look back a week later and you're like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, because I can look back into Monday, yeah. Tuesday, and Wednesday, dude, and I'm just like, okay, it was just one episode. Right. Now I understand why it happened. Yeah. Now in my head, like, I see the traits, I see, the, like, the things that cause it. Mm-hmm. So I can just be like, okay, now I have to be more aware of those things so I don't put myself in those situations. Right. Which, for us, is it. More work to do. You mm-hmm. just have more work to do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I feel like there's just so much info out there nowadays that it just gets confusing. Yeah, especially point. since everybody experiences it differently. Exactly. So, it depends on how you experience it. If you have really deep issues with depression, always seek therapy and mm-hmm. seek people that can help you. And always uh, realize that you're not the only one, that there's other people facing this shit too. 
So, and again, just be aware of your cycles. Be aware of the of your triggers. Because that's like the biggest thing for me. Now I'm more aware of my triggers. And I don't allow myself to get into those triggers. Right. Okay. So, working on this, because I was talking to one of my cousins, and he was telling me about all the things that he has planned for his businesses and stuff like that. Right. And I'm listening to it, and it sounds so good. But at the same time, it's just like it's not what fulfills me. Right. Okay. He wants to become a millionaire, hopefully a billionaire. And that's fine. I'm happy for him. I really pray and hope that he gets it. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, it's like, what is the point? What's the point for me to have? If I have 1 million, good. If I have 10 million, good. If I have 100 million, good. What's the point of having a billion? Is that really going to help my family? Right. Or is it going to help me? my immediate family, and then it's going to destroy the other generations. Yeah. And that's where, that's, that's where the two different people come into play. Mm-hmm. Where other people are like, yeah, a billion is, is awesome. Yeah. You know? Like, I would love to be a billion. I get it. I would love it. I get it. But then, I'm me being more of a magician. Right. Because I'm one of those people that's driven by that. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I make 40000 This year I want to make fifty. Next year I want to make sixty. Next year I want to make seventy. I want to make a hundred. You know, like I, the, the going up. And don't get me wrong, up. that drives me too, to get more and more and more. Right. But the thing that doesn't drive me, and I guess it's more because I'm a, more of a magician and a lover and, yeah. and my personality, is because I had to work hard for this shit that I'm doing. Yeah. And I expect my kids, if I have kids, I expect my kids to work hard for they, their shit. Yeah. Just like Shaquille O'Neal told their kids, because one of the kids was like, oh, we're rich. He's like, and no, Chuck was like, rich. no, I'm rich. Yeah. You have to make your own thing. Yeah. So that's where, to me, doesn't make sense to have the billions on the billions. And because it's just like, dude, like, I'm not going to spend that money. My kids are not going to spend that money. Dude. I mean, my grandkids are going to suffer from drug addictions and all that shit. Yeah. Because I have the money, it's not even fucking worth it. Dude, since becoming a dad, my weird, I, I don't know that I'd call it weird, but like, I have this weird thing where like ever since we had Jameson, like this one day, this was like a few months back. This one day there was a thing that was like, you could help kids or whatever, you know, it was like an ad or whatever. And I was looking into it. I was like, Oh damn. Like it was like for like rare blood diseases or something like that. And I was like, Oh shit. And then it was like, I got to reading it. I got to reading it. And it was like, you have like 10 appointments scheduled or something like that. And I was like, huh? It's like, what is this? And like, I kept reading and reading, and reading. And I was like, I want to do this. I was like, what is it? It's fucking like bone marrow transplants. And I was like, Oh shit. But I was like, I kind of want to fucking do this. You know what I mean? Like just like reading the whole thing. I'm like, Oh shit. Cause now I've got like this big fucking soft spot for little kids. I'm like, fucking, I'm over here wanting to get my fucking bone marrow up and shit. I'm like, Googling how much does a bone marrow transplant hurt and shit like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And Caitlin's like, you need to calm the fuck down. And I'm like, God, I just love kids so fucking much now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be around kids, but I'm just like, they're so fucking awesome and like wholesome. You know what I mean? And so, um, the other day, one of my friends on Instagram was putting a broadcast out talking about how she was doing like angel tree stuff. And that was something that I did in the past or whatever. 
And I was texting her. I was like, hey, um, when I get my Christmas bonus, I want to put like 500 bucks aside and adopt a couple um, like angels or whatever, you know, kids and like buy all their stuff off their list, you know. And I was like, next year, since this year is like, I get my bonus like next week or whatever. I was like, since it's so short, I was like, I only want to do like four or 500 bucks. But next year, like I want to like set aside a thousand, you know, every year I'd like to set aside like a good amount. And then um, like see if other people want to get in on it too. But like, dude, if I was rich, bro, I remember in like 2007, eight, nine, somewhere around there, you know, the rapper Lil Boosie, I remember on like Easter, he went to Walmart and bought every single phone, oh, yeah. every single bike, like every single toy, and just like gave them out in his hood. And I was like, that's the shit I want to fucking mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? So now my ideal rich is like, I want to buy the fucking store and give it away versus I want to buy a $500 million house. So you know that's, what I mean? yep. Because now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want to clean a $500 million house and I'm not going to hire somebody to clean my house. You know, if I do, it'll be like clean my bathroom. You know, (laughs) it's not like, I don't, I don't want a house that's so big that I've got so much shit that I don't use. And like, I'm just, I'm over that. Now it's like four bedroom. I got my little fucking garage with my gym in it. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I want a home, dude. I don't want a house. I want a home. That's what I want. Well, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. And instead of being like, oh, I want to buy a G-Wagon. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Now it's like, you know, I want this car and I want to give $100,000 to these people. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it like changes. It's a different type of drive. Right. It's a different type of drive now. And it feels weird talking about it, you know? I mean, it's not Because it, it doesn't even, like it. Just talking about stuff like that, it feels braggadocious. And, like, even though I'm not at that level, like, it makes me realize how Bobby feels. Because Bobby doesn't like showing his cars off. He doesn't like showing his house off. He doesn't show his shit off because he feels weird about it. I'm like, okay, I get it. And that's, that's I think that's where, where I want to get to, where I kind of have a nice house. I yeah. kind of have nice cars and stuff. <clears throat> but it's not to, like, show off. Right. It's just because he makes me happy. You know, it gives right. me happiness and that I can give at that point my wife whatever she wants, my kids whatever they want. I mean, not whatever they want, but whatever is needed, you know, but yeah. I can still spoil them. I don't have to worry about money. That's my thing. I don't want to worry about money. That's my thing. I yeah. just don't want to worry about money. I don't have to, I don't want to be like looking at my bank account to see if I can afford it. I don't want to, like, that's, that's my goal. Okay. Let's get it. Right. But at the same time, show them. How hard I have to fucking work for the shit that I'm giving them. Right. Right? So. Okay, There's so, a reason you don't see me 16 hours a day. Yeah. But just know that because you don't see me 16 hours a day, you're not going to go without. Exactly. So. And that's one thing that I like about Seth Ferozzi taking his kid to the fucking warehouse and the kid yeah. is just moving boxes and stuff. And, and her, his daughters too, like they're badasses. Like, yeah. Those girls in fucking gymnastic. Fucking badasses, dude. Fucking animals. Yeah. So, goals for the podcast. I just want people to understand what depression is uh, in whichever level they're dealing with. 
Yeah, just for them to know to be present. And I think now the um, we've kind of added one on talking about what makes us tick. Mm-hmm. Kind of adds on like knowing what your like your reward system is mm-hmm. and how that helps you overcome your episodes. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Knowing your own cycles. Quotes or depression. Do you got any quotes, Shenzhou? Yeah, I had a quote. I got three this time. Yeah, you already said one, so I'm not going to say it. But the other one is uh, Winston Churchill. It's always going to be my favorite one. He's a murderer. Just kidding. It's always going to be my favorite quote. If you're going through hell, keep going. Damn. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Okay. That's all I got. So I, I, had, I had the colorblind one. But, oh. You, know, <laughs> you you took that and tried to claim it as your own. But it's okay. Eddie Garcia. <laughs> Eddie Garcia 2021. I heard that back in 97. Thank you, fuck. <laughs> claim it. I bought the domain. <laughs> Damn. Boop. Mic drop. All right. So depression... Is living in a body that fights to survive with a mind that tries to die. That's number one. Yep. Depression is a prison where you are both the suffering prisoner and the cruel jailer. Dorothy Rowe. That's a good one. If you know someone who is depressed, please resolve never to ask them why. Depression isn't a straightforward response. To a bad situation, depression just is. Like the weather. See, that's the difference for, from us. Because mm-hmm. mine's to a situation. Yeah. You know? I mean, mine is to a situation too, but it's like more deeply. It's yeah. just like different situations that cause. Right. That if you were to be, if you were to text me and be like, why are you depressed? I'd be like, because I'm not working hard enough. Yeah. You know? Well, why do you feel like that? Because I don't have everything that I want. And that, to me, makes, like... And, and see, now that you're saying that, yeah. let me add this. Because it's like, I don't have everything that I want. Okay, if you can't be happy right now, how the fuck do you expect to be happy with everything that you have? That you want? Uh, you know, that's the driver. But again, do you see what I'm saying? No, I guess It's it. just, like, different. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't... What, what we're <clears throat> trying to say with this is, like, understand that there's different types, different ways yeah. to go through this. It's not one way. Yeah. Okay. You have to find your way. You have to talk to people. You have to find. But the thing is, the most important thing is that you need to find help. Right. You need to get help. Get therapy. Talk to you. I mean, if you can talk to your friends, that's fine. If you can talk to your family, that's fine. At least get somebody, a therapist, a psychologist, someone that can help you. Yeah. Okay. But if you can talk to your friends and your friends are good enough that they want to talk to you, start there. It's all about looking for help. So it's all about starting looking for help. That's all we're trying to say. Yep. Again, everybody goes through it in different ways. So root cause of depression, well, there is not one thing that causes it. No. There's different things. Depends on how you grew up. I got you have to deal. I got like five pillars. Five pillars? Okay. Yeah. I didn't find anything, but go uh-huh. ahead. So the first one, um, family history. And that being like, 
they say that if if like your parents or somebody around you was a depressed person growing up, um, that you're more likely to be depressed. And clinically, it's unknown if it's learned or if it's biological, but it is statistically true. The second one would be like an illness or mental health issues, which is like chemistry, you know. Um, The third one would be medicines, drugs, alcohol, things that suppress your natural brain function, you know. And I think that just, you know, sums it up. Uh, The fourth one, personality, which would be like a low self-esteem. If you're negative, if you're like a negative thinker, you weren't taught how to be proactive about things. Uh, You're sensitive to triggers and such. And then the fifth one was life events. Those are, those are like the, the pillars, the pillars. Yeah. Makes sense. Which I mean, of course there can be like 300 different ones, but those are just kind of like the general groupings, you know, life events being like how you were raised, if you were abused, stuff like that. Stuff that you didn't have control over. And that's, uh, again, it just depends on how you grew up. How yeah. The people that were around you and stuff. Yeah. So, now we have symptoms of depression. And the ones that I found. So, a depressed mood most of the day, feeling sad, empty, hopeless, or on the verge of tears. Number two, loss of interest or pleasure in activities you once enjoyed. Number three, weight loss. And I hope that wish that worked for me. Right. Weight loss, even when not on not on a diet or experiencing weight gain. <laughs> that mind. Yeah. Decrease or increase in appetite, difficulty sleeping or being overly tired, restlessness or feeling slowed down. Fatigue or slow or loss or a loss of energy, a lack of concentration or difficulty with decision making, and thoughts of death and suicide. Yeah. Find any other symptoms? Um, I've got all like the clinical ones here, but I mean, you pretty much went over them. Like, you know, you have your mood symptoms, which are anxiety, apathy, discontent, guilt, hopelessness, loss of interest. Behavioral, which is agitation, irritability, excessive crying, restlessness, social isolation. Your sleep gets messed up. Your whole body can be affected as in like your hunger, your fatigue, appetite. And then, of course, your cognitive, which is concentration, slowness in activity, thoughts of suicide. I always got... Like, whenever I have my days or weeks or whatever, I always lose appetite. That's, I'm just too busy thinking about shit where I don't, I don't get hungry. Mine, I was just really tired. I just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. That's it. just wanted to go to sleep and not think about shit. Just not think. I don't want to think. I don't want to, like, I don't want to know anything. Like, if I sleep and I die, that's a blessing. Yeah. For me, I like to have a piece of paper, and I just like to write everything there. 
Er det? Det er bare en Det er bare en Det er bare Så Why the happiest people are the most depressed? Oh boy, man. It's a weird one. Because I think it's different for some people. You know, because there's multiple different ways of dealing with things. But um, I think some people, like Robin Williams, like they feel so sad inside, but they don't want other people to feel sad. So they try and like make them laugh and lift them up. And I guess you could be like, like you said, feeling like you're a burden. So you try to, you know, act cool, you know, uh, embarrassment, which would be like, you don't want, like, you're afraid of what they're going to think, you know, like, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm the sad one at the party, you know, uh, you could be in denial about it. Fear of backlash, um, This one actually, like whenever I did my research, this one actually seemed to be like a pretty big one, which I wouldn't think was like one of the highest ranking situations was like fear of your partner finding out that you're depressed and they wouldn't want to be with somebody who was depressed. And I just think, I think that's so odd, but maybe it's just like the time that we're, we're in now where it's more talked about. I guess the reason is because like, Depression is so stigmatized, I would say. It's because, like, if you say that you're depressed or you're weird, oh, why? You should be happy because you have this. And it's like, oh, are you happy? Yeah. So I will, I will, I will, I will always ask the same question to the person that will ask me, like, oh, are you happy? Are you 100% happy? I think it's different partner? now, though, because it's almost cool to be depressed now. Well, it, we have this culture where it's making, it's making fun of it more than anything. Yeah. It's taken in so lightly. That is actually the rappers. How many young rappers have overdose? And they talk of their music is about depression, it's about love, it's about like heartbroken and like all this shit. And they all of a sudden it's just like, oh, Juicy World. I love his songs, dude. They're like, he has good music. And he talk about a lot of depression, this and that. You see him pretty happy, and all of a sudden, 20, I think he was like 20 something years old. Uh Overdose. Why? He has the fame. He has the girls. He has the cars. He has everything he wants. He has the diamonds. He has he has everything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's overdosing. Why? So, it's getting it's becoming a culture where it's actually cool to be depressed. Yeah. But because of the fame that is going to get you, because you're going to become cool, and it's not even cool. It's always you. irritated me. It does. How, like, it's literally like, you know, sad boy hours, you know, like, it's cool to post about it, but it's not cool to talk about it. Exactly. It's cool to post about it and be like, you know, uh, like, there's all kinds of fucking depression memes so, like, that go around. TikTok and all the reels. You know, where it's like, something like, you can't, uh, I don't know, like, there's just all kinds of stupid fucking memes about it. 
Well, like um, that's what I was saying, like the TikToks or the reels. Yeah. Show show a time where you were at your lowest. Yeah. And you see all these people, parties. Yeah. Beach, happy stuff like that. I like because I mean it's cool. Because but what those I'm saying is, those are real, but I'm talking about like people who make memes about it. No, and that's a, and that's you what know? I'm saying. That's a meme too. Because all these people are posting that, and I'm not and I'm not disregarding the ones that are doing it for a good reason. But now it's more of a oh, I want to be cool. I want to be part of the trend, so I'm gonna yeah. post myself. Okay, because I want to gain the followers. Again, your intention behind it. Yeah. If you actually really want to help people, do it. That's cool. But if you're just doing it because of trend and because you want the validation from people, yeah, that's TikTok. Then you have to stay, uh, stay back, yeah. and think the reason why you're doing it. I'm not against people talking about it and making those videos and stuff because I thought about it. I wanted to post the times that I went to fucking raves and I was just like, "Am I happiest?" I wasn't. Okay. But then again, am I doing it for the clout or am I doing it because of a yeah. good reason? Because honestly, the people that knows me, they know I've been depressed. People that knows me, I mean, some of them, because I'm pretty good at hiding it. Other than my family, my mom and my brother and my sister, who pretty much knew, even my dad, that they knew that they have a feeling that there was something wrong with me. But other than that, dude, like most of the people, I will just, like, whenever they see me, I will be like super happy. But after they see me for like one day or two days, I will fucking disappear for fucking months. Yeah. Wouldn't talk to nobody, wouldn't say a fucking word, nothing. Okay. But then if they see me again, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm fucking doing great. I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. And then fucking disappear again. So it's becoming something that is more talk. Because a lot of people are experiencing more, especially now with the pandemic and all the shit that happened. But it's not really, really getting worked on. Because the simplest thing is just to give people pills. You're clinically depressed, take this. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. Yeah. But most of the people that I heard that took those pills feel worse. Because it's just medication, it's just something that you give to yourself. Yeah. So... I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm just, if it works for you, try it. If it works, good. If it doesn't work, try other stuff. But at least try something. Look for the help. But really do it. Because again, and we know so much people that work out, post videos, do all this shit. Like we know so many fucking people. I know a lot of people. Yeah. That they have a great life on Instagram. But now that we know them, we're like, Ponies. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to make fun of them or anything. It's just like you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and really work on this shit. It's not easy. Right. It's never easy. But you have to do it. Because at some point it's gonna catch up with you. And when it catch ups with you, it's gonna be whenever it's like bang bang and bye. Or you have to make a change. But it's going to catch up. Yeah. So, again, the biggest point with this is look for help. Get help. Like, look for people that can help you. And understand that everybody is fucked up in the head. Every fucking body. We're just a bunch of 
depressed fucked up people in different ways. So, in your personal experience, you talk a little bit about it, you know, it's circumstantial yeah. depending on the situation. Yeah. On mine, you had a lot to do with my codependency and stuff, so we covered that. And the next question was, like, how do you overcome your depression? Well, I mean, <clears throat> in my experience that I gave, the being injured and then becoming a dad, like, that was it for me. I was like, now I have a duty. Mm-hmm. I'm a worker bee. You give me my duty, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's like, that, that's, that's the, the worker example for me, but my other personal experience though was going through my divorce which i've probably never talked about on the podcast no before. man i think it's the first time you've been divorced yeah i've been divorced actually Damn. in uh, 2018 um did i mention i'm mexican are you yeah bro English i was wondering i was wondering why you were darker than me yeah man that's weird mexican yeah you know your house always smells like cilantro <laughs> so and uh What's what's the spice? Fabuloso. No, this that's a good one. What's the spice? The the Mexican spice you put in all the food? Oh, there's a lot of spices, man. Uh, there's one certain spice. You only know salt, but we have a lot of spices. Salt is too spicy. I don't I don't eat salt. What spice? Like fajita spice or? Yeah, uh, the fucking paprika. No. Chili powder. No, keep going. Cayenne pepper. No. Uh, garlic, onion, salt. <laughs> don't tell me you don't have it. It's fun. oregano. No. That's an Italian spice. What is it too? You fucking cheaters. Anyway. What fucking spice? Now I'm Dude, no, I, I can't remember. It's uh, it's like a powder. Mexican? It's going to look Mexican spice. Yeah, let's, let's look it up real quick. Tajin? Achote? Adobo? What? Adobo? Adobo? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. It's a spice. <laughs> I don't know which one you're trying to say, dude. Dude, I don't. Cumin. 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 That one. Yeah, I fucking hate the smell of cumin. It's <laughs> just nasty, dude. Why does your house always smell like cumin? I don't know. Fucking <laughs> just kidding. You don't even have cumin. <laughs> anyway. You mean divorce? Anyway, so yeah, uh, for those who didn't know, I got a divorce in 2018. So, just a, just a light background. In uh, November of 2018, my wife left me after we had several problems and she wouldn't go to therapy or anything with me. She finally left and then um, she came back like a week and a half later and then she left again and was gone for like another two weeks and then she came back again in December and then she left again and I told her not to come back. Because I was already fine with it after that, you know. 
because it had already been almost a month. And so after that, I was like, well, awesome. You know, now I can go get some pussy. You know, now I can, you know, have some good sex, you know, because I, I didn't have good sex. Did you? But now I can have good sex. Did you? So, um, so I actually ended up um, becoming friends with a girl that I had like, you know, quote unquote dated back in like middle school, right? Who I was close with. We ended up becoming friends again. She just went through a, a breakup with her fiance and everything. And so we ended up coming close. And then I pushed really hard for that to happen a month after I had just gotten divorced or we weren't even legally divorced, right? We were still married to the law. So not even a month after it was like December 19th or 20th or something like that. And she'd left on the third. So like two weeks later I was talking to this girl and then we started dating in January. So a month later we were dating and then I was moving fast and she was moving fast. And then, you know, that was a that was a good few months and then uh came to a screeching halt. Is that the crazy one? No. They used to do cosplay? Huh? Is that the one that used to do cosplay? Yeah. That's the one? Yeah. Okay. I remember her. Yeah. So I drove down, she she traveled for work. And so she was going to be in Texas and my uncle had a birthday party in Texas. So I was like, it's on the weekend. Like, you know, I'm only going to be like three hours away from where you're at. And she was like, oh, come see me. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. So I drive seven hours (laughs) by myself. Poor pussy. I drive seven hours down there. And we're like fucking basically like treating each other like we've been in a relationship forever, right? And I was just so in love and, you know, she was so in love and all this bullshit. And we got, and I got down there and like all we did was fight. And I, um, dude, I put, I did, while she was in the shower, I did the whole candles and rose petals thing. And she came out and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we got in a big fight and then I left the next day. And then over text, she broke up with me on my way to my uncle's house, which was like three hours away. And I was like, what the fuck? And so that that one hit me way harder than the divorce, than the divorce did. But the divorce was like, leave, come back, leave, come back, leave. And, you know, I was just over the whole thing. I was like, whatever. And then so, like, I started putting all of my problems into the next relationship because I didn't do anything to process it. You know, I didn't take any time off, you know? And so, which, I mean, we both put our past problems from our relationships two weeks before that, that were both six, seven years long into that relationship. So it was just fucking tainted to begin with. And, uh, that, Oh yeah, dude, it was, So, um, that one, 
Fuck, we broke up in like April or May of 2019. And I was in the middle of my summer shredding contest. And that's whenever I ended the contest, you know, because I stayed single up until the end of it. And I was just like, and then that's whenever I had my big breakdown. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I didn't process any of that shit. So challenge got me through a lot, though, because then I just got to, like, be alone for a while, (laughs) you know? So that's what helped you? So, yeah, dude. For me, it's all about the work. The work got me through it, and then after that, I was I was able to process everything after I hit my goal, and I was just like, all right, man, I've got some work to do. You know? <laughs> He's got more work to do. He's got more work to do. <laughs> well, and then while doing that work, I met my my current. The current one? Yep, and finally got good sex. <laughs> finally got some good sex, you know? Finally got a ring on my finger again and Aww. some good sex. I'm happy for you. And a baby. <laughs> After three months of dating. Because we were humping like rabbits. <laughs> now you wanna, yeah. And that's what fixed my problems. Hey, man. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Thanks. Well, I have a different <laughs> approach. <laughs> Hey, that's on you, not me. Yeah. Well, why help me <laughs> overcome my depression? <laughs> well, number one, I was in and out of a relationship with this chick. So it was in, out, in, out, in, out. And it was just like for, I think, like a year, two years almost. As like we will talk, we will get sexual. Then we'll stop talking. Then talk again. Sexual. Stop talking. Back and forward, back and forward. And then finally, one time she's just like, you know what? I don't think I'm attracted to you anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being so confused. And I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? So I realized that it was enough and that I was going through this too much. So I decided to talk to my priest, which ended up being my therapist. And talking to him and he knowing kind of my story and my family story. Help a lot because whenever he started telling me about all the issues that I had and that I had to deal with, then it was easy for me to start dealing with those things and just taking more responsibility for myself. Right. And start like blaming others or or whatever. So that's a that was a turning point after that relationship. And then there was a video, which it's good that people put content out there because you know you don't know who you're gonna actually help. But this was this video about, like, it's a girl, and she's talking about what happens after someone kills themselves. And she's telling, like, you know, your mom, your brother, your loved ones, they're going to be so fucking confused. They're going to hate you. They can't hate you because they love you. And they're going to be living their whole fucking life just asking themselves, what can they do better? Mm -hmm. What should they have done? And that's a pain that you don't get to experience, but they're going to have to experience your depression, it moved from you to them. So now they're the ones that are going to experience the pain, the depression, all those things. So it made me think a lot about my brother, my sister, my mom, especially my mom. 
Not too much my dad because it was at the time that we weren't really in good terms. But it made me think a lot about my mom and my two my two siblings. And I was like, well, it's not fair. If I do this, of course I'm going to be fine because I'm not going to feel the shit that I'm feeling. But what's going to happen to them? And since I'm, since I, I'm the older one, I always been the one that protects them and, you know, it's like the protector and stuff because I'm the oldest. So it's like if I'm not here to protect them, who's going to protect them? And that kind of helped me to, like, not do anything stupid and kill myself. And the therapy and those other things that helped me overcome my depression. Now, again, I'm not saying that I'm 100% healed because it comes now. It comes recently. I get cycles. Right. But the different thing is like now I'm aware, so now I can work on my steps. And I can do my own work. And I can get out of that depression more easily than before. So, yeah, that's me. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Hola, Eduardo. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I did it. There was no sex involved. There was no, no other girl. There was nothing. I'm sorry. Actually, uh, dating another girl got me more depressed for a while. Of course it did. So I decided not to do it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? Nope. We both learned that. All right, so I guess there's a PSA there. Uh, if you get out of a relationship, going to another one isn't going to fix anything. Nope. It's going to make it wah, 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 worse. It's going to make it more harder and worse. And the people that you're going to choose are going to be as toxic as your ex. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Or even more. Because you need love oh, yeah. and you're just trying to like, heal that heartbreak with a fucking band Yeah. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sex works great. But you're not going to be able to fucking subtract those feelings out of you there. You know what? I cried doing sex, so it wasn't a good time. You did? Nah, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, I cried, was, too. I was going to be like the guy, yeah. What is it called? Getting over Sarah Silverman or something. I don't remember. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Dude, I used to cry after sex, too. Out of my penis. <laughs> I remember that. Are you crying? Yeah, no? No? Are you crying? Are you crying? Dude. Speaking of that movie, it's funny that you brought that up because we were at this nice restaurant last night and this girl with a pearl necklace walks by and I thought about that movie because he goes, <laughs> oh, that's a nice pearl necklace. Did he give it to you? And he was like, oh, that's disgusting. He goes, what? And he's like, a pearl necklace? And he like whispers in her ear. She's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> so every time I see somebody with a pearl necklace on, I, that's what I think about. <laughs> is, that, is that movie yeah. a great fucking movie anyway that's a good movie yeah so don't get involved if you are in a relationship fresh out don't get involved with somebody else yeah fuck all that it's gonna get worse so anything else you wanna add Sean before we end this podcast oh man let's do some actionables okay I mean actionables look different for everybody yep so I've got a few of them um, this one was called is by Healthline, okay, and it's called Seven Tips for Adulting with Depression, okay. <laughs> like adulting with depression. Adulting, yeah, and it's got quote, quotes around it. Adulting. So the first one is follow your treatment plan, which means listen to what your therapist has provided. 
Take your medication if you need it. Do your journaling if it's been prescribed. Follow whatever treatment plan you and your provider have set up, assuming you did the right thing and went to a provider. Number two, find a routine and stick with it, which goes back to our productivity. Your morning routine is a big thing. Eddie likes to do meditation and listen to music and stuff. I like to go to the gym. Go to the gym too. Number three, which is actually some of these are a lot of productivity tips. Break up large projects into small actionable tasks. That way you're not overwhelmed by things because, you know, when you're depressed and you get overwhelmed, you're definitely not going to fucking do it. Four, avoid calendar clutter. Again, overwhelming. And don't promise to be somewhere when you don't feel like it. It's all right to say no. Learn to say no. Learn to say no. Prioritize. Care for yourself. Mm -hmm. Which, again, gym, meditate. Eat healthy. Take your vitamins. Right. Take care of your hygiene. Check in with trusted friends and family members regularly. That's a good one. And your therapist. Yep. And the last one is my favorite one. Consider adopting a pet. Because they are fucking awesome. Yes. Yes, they are. So, and, you know, you could do journaling, exercise, yoga, meditation. And what I do if I'm feeling a little down is... uh, Masturbate. I mean, I guess you could put that in there. But (laughs) I have a creative outlet. I play music. I see that. So... You know, creative outlets are great too. You know, mm-hmm. If you like to, if you like to sew, or if you like to 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 play go fish with people, Canvas, or, bro. Canva, Canva, or if you like to go to the park and play chess with people, or if you like to shake hands and kiss the babies, or whatever you like to do. That sounds really pedophile. No, you know, you know, like I gotta go shake some hands and kiss some babies. You know, all right, because you're a fucking superstar. All right, Biden. I didn't say sniff him. I said, shh. I said, kiss him. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Let's Fuck go you, Biden. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Oops. Did we just, did <laughs> we just, we just get, political? get political here? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. All right, guys. So... Take advantage of those actionables that Shunsi told you. Again, the biggest one is become aware of your situation. And the only thing, the only way you're going to become aware is if you seek help from a therapist or your loved ones. But more importantly, for a therapist, someone that can really help you with those mental issues. Because the biggest thing is like the cause of depression has to always do with a, a mental health issue. Yeah. And your friends and family definitely help, but a professional is trained exactly. to deal with these situations. Exactly. So look for professional help. And if you've had bad experiences with a professional in the past, find a new one. Exactly. Not a big deal. There's Just find no a new one. There's good ones. There's ones that you don't click with. You got to find somebody you click with. Now, the yeah. one thing that I'm going to... I'm gonna, 
like hopefully this doesn't sound sexist, but I mean, if you're a man, I would recommend go with a man. Yeah. With a guy. And if you're a woman, of course, go with a woman because we're going to be able to relate more, especially depending on your issues. Guys are going to relate more with guys and women are going to relate mm-hmm. more with women. Unless you're a feminine man. But you know. Exactly. But we don't want those type of men. We're a masculine woman. Feminine men don't listen to us because we're misogynistic assholes, especially Eddie. It's an extremist. Something like that. Hey, you're not. You're just I'm brown. brown. But guys, hope this episode helps you. Hope We really hope you can get more of a understanding of what depression is and what it looks like and how it attacks people in different ways. And how to live with it, baby. Live with it because it's not something that you're just going to get rid of it. It's going to be there. It's going to happen yeah. at some point because life happens and you're never ready. So you just have to prepare yourself. Okay. Anything else you want to add on, Sean? No. Well, guys, this is our episode number 14. We're fucking proud of it. Yep. Number 14. 14, dude. That's three months that's, and a half. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. It's a lot. Yeah. I can't believe I've stuck with something this long. I know. And it's going to be longer. Can you imagine when we're on the episode like Joe Rogan, a thousand and something? Dude, we're, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. Hopefully by that point, we can do what he does and talk to other people. Yeah. I'm starting to you know talk to some people to come to the podcast and talk to us. Good. I so, want to hear yeah. about it. So, uh, you know what's going on. Great. Now I have to figure out what to do with for a fucking third microphone. Awesome. I mean, it's not going to happen so quick. Dude. So, oh, okay. We still got time. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> so, guys, follow us on our social media. You can follow Shanzi on Instagram at... That motherfucker Shanzi. That MF Shanzi. With a Z. Don't with forget Z. that. Oh, Eddie. yeah. With a Z. Shanzi with a Z. Because who spells Shanzi with an S? Idiots. Fucking Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at... Underscore, not Eddie Garcia, underscore. Again, underscore, not Eddie Garcia, underscore. How would you feel if I spelled Aztec with an S? Huh? <laughs> I would fucking punch you in the ass. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. dick, right in the fucking dick. Yeah, because it's fucked up, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so he uses Shouncy with an S. No, Aztec with an S. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what I thought. Put some respect on my name. And then, or main one, which is... At In For Greatness. Just like that. At In For Greatness. Guys, thanks for your support. Thanks for everything. Hope we're doing a good, a good job with this. Uh, we're all fucked up. There's yeah. six people listening between the six different countries, huh? Six different countries, yeah. I don't think it's changed. Oh, shit. I hope it does. I don't know if we've had any more countries join. Well, now we're, <laughs> now we're international. <laughs> we are international. We're growing. I wish we had more people in Mexico, though. I wish <laughs> they don't speak English. <laughs> well, I don't know. They they get pissed off at me. Yeah, <laughs> they just they don't get it. But okay, guys, uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for everything. We'll see you on the next one. Pam, 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 pam. pam.